is up, my beautiful mommies? It is so good to be back in your stereo headphones, whatever it may be. I'm so stoked to be here, and I'm glad that you're listening. How was your week? How's your new year been? I mean, we are about, what, 13 days, 14 days into the new year? I mean, fuck. I mean, two weeks into 2020, what have you accomplished? Uh, what major goals have you decided to make? I would love to know. So make sure that you send me an email at Monday at gmail.com. I would love to hear from all of you beautiful mommies. And of course, my son is in the background because as you all know as moms, we can't always get our kids down when we would like them to be. And uh, this is probably the 10th time I've tried to record this podcast in the last two days. So I'm just going to wing it as far as, you know, my son making noise in the background. That being said, let's go ahead and spill the fucking tea. Let's get strapped in and let's fucking do it. So this is going to be episode two of the four-part series. If you haven't listened to the very beginning, go ahead and uh, go back one episode and you will be all caught up on all the nitty-gritty and the fabulous deliciousness tea that we have to spill on all of these wonderful topics when it comes to motherhood. And you know what that means, mamas. That means pour yourself a glass of wine, crack open a beer, or fucking smoke a fatty. Whatever you got to do to unwind or even get ready for your day. I mean, hopefully it's not cracking a beer or drinking wine, but you never know. I'm not here to judge. I'm really only here to pass on just a little bit of knowledge when it comes to the mamahood. And again, I'm going to preface this whole entire um, episode and or series, if you will, and I guess podcasts in general, that every woman's story is different. Every experience is different. And, you know, as far as how women feel when it comes to pregnancy and their children, it's everybody's different. And that's okay. So go ahead and strap in, pour yourself what you got to do, and let's do this shit. So the last episode we had ended on talking about how when you have a baby, it's almost like the Big Bang because your sperm and your egg meet and it's like, boom, you have a baby nine months later, of course, (laughs) but it's exactly like the Big Bang. Perfect conditions. I mean, the circumstances have to be just right and, you know, your body has to be willing to go the distance to actually carry and grow this child for nine months. So... The beginning of this episode, I really want to reach out to all of the mommies out there who are either still trying or have had a very difficult time trying to have children because I promise you it will happen whether you wind up having to adopt or in vitro or, you know, I'm sure every woman, again, like I've said in previous episodes, would love to experience things naturally. And I don't speak for all women, I guess, because there are quite a few women, especially ones in my life who have never wanted kids and they have known that forever. Like they just don't want children and it's just not for any real big reason. They just don't want them and that's okay. You know, and so my heart right now, as far as the beginning of this episode, goes out to the women who specifically would love to carry their own children, but they just can't. Or they've been trying for years and years and years and nothing is changing and whatnot. So 
I just want to tell all of you women to keep trying and have fun while you're doing the dirty with your partner. Like, seriously, when you're having sex, just have fun. And maybe it doesn't result in a baby someday, but at least you get to know that you had a partner that you got to experience all of the feelings with. It wasn't like a one night stand and you got pregnant. You know, it was the opposite. You know, you you and this other person tried for who knows, maybe a lifetime because there's lots of women out there who still to this day could not have children and they tried until they were like, you know, 45 years old. Stories like that all the time. And uh, I'm just, again, I love all of you ladies out there. I love all you mommies out there. I love all of the people who act as mothers, even though they aren't um, when it comes to having their own children. You are all so amazing and you are all very much people who people should actually learn from because you guys love in ways that other people really can't because you don't take literally anything as far as like other people's kids go for granted because you know what it's like not to have them so I love all of you and I hope that you have some hope by the end of this episode you know and if you wind up not liking the episode because it's like oh she doesn't understand well then that's on you honestly like I said in other videos or um not only videos but also other um podcast that we're not all gonna get along and that's okay some people just listen to talk shit and uh if that's you well then hey what's up enjoy the show and if it's not well I'm glad that you're here and I'm really thankful that you're trying to get things out of the episodes that I produce so I guess this next part that we're going to be talking about is not only the doctor's appointments, which by the way, if you've not experienced the doctor's appointments, let me tell you, they're awkward as fuck. You have someone in there who you literally don't know anything about because they're your doctor and or you've known your doctor forever, but still like when they're reaching their fucking forearm up your vagina, um, it doesn't matter who the doctor is or how long you've known them. It's a little bit awkward. So... Um, I'll just go ahead and dive in right there is, uh, the first couple doctor's appointments were pretty rough. Honestly, we were super judged because we didn't have any health insurance. We had been trying and trying and trying to get health insurance. Like, and when I mean, we'd been trying like every month until after the baby was born, even we had tried to get health insurance and we could never get on it. Literally never. And I was down to working four days a month and I still couldn't get on it. It was ridiculous. I mean, my husband and I were making under $2,000 a month and somehow we didn't qualify when our rent was actually 1200 and, you know, so on and so forth when it comes to the application process of like access and state help and things like that. So we paid for everything out of pocket. We did wind up going with a um, office, which I'm not going to name names because the story I'm about to tell you is pretty fucking brutal. And I don't want to throw companies under the bus because I feel like it was a very specific... PA, uh, physician's assistant, for those of you that don't know what that acronym is, uh, I believe it was just them and the ultrasound tech. It was just so unprofessional and I, we had never been treated the way that we had been treated before. Like that was like the turning point of our entire pregnancy because here's the thing. We got our first ultrasound after Thanksgiving and yeah, it was really sad because we couldn't get an ultrasound before and that's when we were going to tell everybody and all that stuff. But 
um, that didn't wind up happening. So when we went to the Miracle Baby, I think is what it was called, um, we were super stoked to even have pictures of our kid, even though we didn't know anything medically about it, right? So um, we told everybody, we took pictures, we have the videos, and we're super stoked. We're starting to put together a registry and all that stuff. And sure enough, um, we wind up having an ultrasound with these people um, who kind of help others who don't have insurance, like it's a pay-as-you-go kind of thing and when I tell you we paid hundreds of dollars it went into the thousands by the end of the pregnancy okay so that being said um if you don't have insurance oh my god like I feel for you because that fucking that sucked it definitely did and for those of you that do have insurance um <laughs> I wish I was you guys because that would have been so much easier of course there's my cutie patootie sneezing in the background he's such a trooper when it comes to these because I mean ugh, it's so hard with babies they don't really have schedules I try so hard to keep him on a schedule but I swear he's just growing so fast and so quickly that like his appetite changes all the time his uh bowel movements are changing all the time when it comes to the shitty like literally his shit schedule changes often um anyway that was just a little side note as to why you heard him sneezing but anyway so we fucking get to these offices we're getting judged immediately we're super turned off by everything well then we run into the miracle baby thing where they spend all this time with our ultrasound but can't tell us anything medically about the baby because their only job is literally the ultrasound part of it um and because there's no doctor working in the private office it's uh it's pretty much inconclusive like we literally went there just so we could get an ultrasound because the previous people we went to refused to give us one so fast forward to like, I want to say 13 weeks, because that's when we found out that he was a boy. Um, we found out he was a boy. That was our very first ultrasound that we got to like actually hear like how many beats per minute the heartbeat was and how many fingers and toes that he would have and like all these things, right? So we were ecstatic. Well, we get told that we need to come back at our 20 week mark because that's the farthest I've ever gotten in a pregnancy. So I was over the moon and so was Nick because we had found out that we were having a boy. Um, honestly, Nick wasn't super excited right at first about the boy thing because when his mother had passed and we had gotten pregnant, we really, really wanted a girl and it was because we wanted to name her after her, you know, after his mom. So shout out to Miss Rosalind Sue Potter. We love you so much. Rest in paradise, my love. And, um, you know, when it was a boy, again, it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions for specifically Nick. Um, as far as me, I was just excited that I even made it past, um, the 12 to 13 week mark because the longest I had actually had a child in my body was 14 weeks with Lyric. So, I was just like, I couldn't, I was in awe. I couldn't even believe that I was making an appointment for my 20 week ultrasound. Well, we make it to 20 weeks, right? And we are like so excited because he, we are getting the full body scan. Like we are learning how much he weighs, how big he is, how long he is. And um, we're going to take pictures of all the organs, yada, 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 right? We're really getting down to what our baby is going to be like. And we, first of all, I'm going to walk you through this. First of all, we get to the appointment. Now, mind you, we always choose to be the first or second appointment of the entire day. Well, this time when we um, were at our 13 week appointment, they didn't have those two slots available. They had like the third or fourth spot. So mind you, we were there at like nine o'clock, right? So the room is fucking full. 
I mean, the waiting room is literally, there's no fucking seats to sit in. And I'm trying to think like, holy fuck, we took like the fourth slot. How in the world are there this many moms here? Well, sure enough, come to find out the ultrasound tech um, who normally goes down there actually called in sick. Which kind of sucked for us because um, we were scared. We were terrified this whole time that we were going to lose our baby because we'd already been through it once. So having new doctors or new nurses was always kind of like a red flag for us. We really didn't. We'd prefer to just talk to one person, you know, and uh, maybe some of you are like that. Maybe if you maybe some of you don't really care. I mean, because you've had multiple kids and, you know, you know that all the doctors and nurses out there are only out there to help you and your baby. So for us because it was so new we were already kind of uh kind of thrown into a negative spin if you will and when we are standing in the waiting room with nowhere to sit and i'm 20 weeks pregnant and um we're just now told that we're actually going to be there for a while mind you guys we sat in the waiting room for over an hour like straight up the first 30 minutes we didn't even have a place to sit so you can already tell that we're agitated and mind you, Nick and I are not people who make scenes. We don't, um, because we work in customer service. You know, we understand when things don't exactly go according to plan. So, I mean, we're understanding people, but damn, not having a seat to sit for 30 minutes, it just seemed really excessive and ridiculous. Like, they didn't even offer us a seat. Like, you can't sit there and tell me that you don't have a fucking chair in the break room. That you couldn't pull out so that a pregnant woman could sit down on it. Either way, we were not going into the ultrasound with a very good taste in our mouth. Let's just put it that way. So we finally get our names called and we get back and I'm getting the little jelly squirted onto my belly and stuff, you know. And this fucking ultrasound tech, this entire time, and I shit you not, like, this is not even exaggeration. She is negative and complaining that she had to come in and that um, her exact words were, oh, well, um, there's two patients in front of you or two moms in front of you, so I'm not going to be able to spend more than 10 minutes with you because we're so behind. Mind you, we were told that this ultrasound was going to be the most exciting because we were going to be spending like 15 minutes to 20 minutes on like literally them measuring every single bone. Well, okay, not every single bone, but like in all the quadrants, like legs, arms, fingers, toes, eyes, ears, brain, all that stuff, all the major organs and bones they were going to be measuring and it was going to be a big deal. Um, so we were just prepared to really have a little bit of a longer ultrasound that lasted more than five minutes well this ultrasound tech made it very clear that we were a nuisance and the fact that they were behind um she couldn't spend more than five to ten minutes with us um and we were like oh, okay i mean we were not rude to her whatsoever even though she was bad mouthing the doctor that she was literally doing the ultrasound for which we love our doctor or at the time we thought that that was a doctor mind you this woman turned out to be a pa we hadn't spoken to a doctor in all of the visits that we had gone to, which, mind you, we had only been to two visits, but still, I, I swear she introduced herself as a doctor, or at least that's what the other nurses were saying. They're like, oh, we'll send the doctor in. And then this lady shows up, right? Because I'm not going to drop names uh, for legal purposes. And so we're just kind of like going with the flow at this point because, we, you know, what are we going to do? 
we can't force the lady to inspect the fetus for longer than she's saying that she's going to do it. Well, mind you, Nick and I are new parents, okay? And we have gone through a miscarriage before. And we already had very high anxiety going into the ultrasound. And the lady, like, straight up stops and goes oh, you know what? Something's wrong. So I'm going to go ahead and stop and give the results to the doctor and then they'll talk to you about it. And immediately we are like, what? Like we've never had an ultrasound tech tell us in the ultrasound that something was wrong. Um, so immediately we are on high alert and we got on the defense because we're like, why would you even tell us that? And she was like, well, I'm just letting you know I am stopping and the doctor will explain more. And honestly, to this day, we still believe that it's because they were just trying to get us out of the out of the actual building because they were so far behind because, you know, our appointment was at like nine o'clock and we did not get out of that place. We didn't even get ev into the fucking ultrasound thing till like 1130. It was like we had waited over an hour easily. And then once we actually got back to the room, we had to wait uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes for this fucking PA to show up, which again was introduced as a doctor. And she, uh, immediately when she walked in, she was like, Oh, how are you guys today? And we're like, you know what? We just haven't had a great experience. Um, and my husband was like, yeah, it just, the ultrasound tech was very weird. And I was like, you know, I just, she was very rude. And the girl cuts me off and she goes, are you done? Because I have some real news to tell you. And immediately Nick and I are like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, we were like, okay, sure. Yeah. What's up? And she straight up told us, well, it looks like in your ultrasound that your son has something called ecogenetic bowel syndrome or syndrome. And immediately we're like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, well, I really don't have time to talk to you about it, but here's a packet of information for you to take home and read up on. But we highly recommend that you consider your options when it comes to termination because X, Y, and Z, because all these things are going to be wrong with your kid, right? So Nick and I are literally leaving this office in fucking tears, like, and I mean, bawling our eyes out. We called our family members and we're like, oh my God this is what's happening. This is what is going to happen as far as our options go. We don't know what to do. Nick immediately thinks we should terminate because, you know, he can have more children, but he cannot have another wife. And what they were telling us is that the pregnancy was so high risk that, you know, I have a chance of dying on the table is essentially what they said. And I... I, you know, to me, I, to me, I was like, no, I'm not terminating. I've had five miscarriages. I've, I want to hold this baby and I've had this baby in my body for 20 weeks. I'm not doing this. And so we honestly, because we, um, because our doctor or so we thought was a doctor, um, thought that we should terminate. Um, we almost got a divorce over it, like quite literally. And that's like no fucking smoke up your ass. We quite literally sat down and had an honest conversation several mind you because there was another week before we could get into another ultrasound because we called immediately after we talked to our family we called a place um dr nieves she was absolutely fucking wonderful absolutely wonderful and we got assigned to her and said we don't want to see anyone but a doctor and she is actually the one who told us that oh well the person that you were talking to wasn't a doctor 
Um, I'm so sorry that there was a miscommunication. She was actually a physician's assistant, blah, 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 right? So Nick and I are having these serious conversations because his cousin, Jessica, has cerebral palsy and she has a lot of things as far as medically that his Auntie Pam has to take care of. And mind you, she does do it with a smile. She is a fucking fantastic human being. And so is Jessica. She is one of the brightest souls I've ever met, if not the brightest soul that I've ever met in my life. And so to me, when it was, you know, oh, well, my cousin had this and she had to go through these surgeries. I'm not going to put my kid through that. I was on the flip side thinking, well, your auntie Pam loves her and, you know, she is her life and just because a happy person and blah, blah, blah. And so we went round and round and round about you know, if we should keep our baby or not. And we, again, we straight up decided because I was not going to terminate that if I decided to keep the baby and it had special needs that I was going to, that he was going to leave me. Um, simply because he could not watch his child go through something like that, which I totally understood. And his family understood too. It was very, it's a hard thing to, to raise a special needs child, especially for a man who had never wanted kids in the first place. But then whenever, you know, he got with me, he said, you know, I do want marriage and I do want kids, but it's because it's with you. So this was a very, very, very hard thing to hear from that doctor because our entire lives fucking flipped upside down we went from over the moon about being pregnant and being this far along to your child has ecogenetic bowel syndrome it's only in 0.5 pregnancies um and of course we looked it up what it would mean and it was like cerebral palsy low-grade down syndrome infections that would kill it when it's born infections that i could get that could kill me and all these things and oh my god it was so fucking bad man it was so bad that's why we were very quiet in the second part of our um pregnancy like the second trimester because we honestly this is the first time we've ever talked about it publicly because um it was something extremely personal so i want to throw out that piece of advice to you moms out there when you have those big decisions or you and your man or partner whatever it may be are in the middle of serious discussions when it comes to your kids whether it's born or not born or however you want to put it you need to keep those conversations between you and your husband or you and your partner or whoever it may be because those are things that you will not and should not decide by yourself you should not decide it with other people or your necessarily family you should decide it between you two as partners and or husband and wife or whatever you are calling yourselves and there is nothing wrong with keeping things like that to yourself because at the end of the day it's what's healthy for your relationship and it's what's best for your guys's relationship not how it's going to look on the outside you know nick and i did wind up getting a second opinion and the uh, happy part of the story is that um our son wound up getting scanned again in my belly and there was absolutely nothing wrong but you know what the most fucked up part about it is dr nieves held up the ultrasound picture that she had had her regular tech who we were used to seeing that day she had taken that picture and put the same picture next to this other picture that this other random fucking lady did and this other pa imposing to be a doctor and they were literally the same image the same image dr nieves was like i don't even know why they would say it was that ecogenetic bowel syndrome anyway because mind you we're going into christmas at this point 
is when we were finding out if we were going to have to terminate or not. Oh my God. It was so, I was so mad. And you know, we brought my dad, my dad, Eric, and my bonus mom, Sarah, we brought them with us to this appointment because we had talked to them and we were so like, oh my God, they're going to think we're over-exaggerating. What do we do? Because they knew everything and everything that we had gone through every step of the way. So they came with us and they were like defending us because, um, she was like, well, maybe the, the ultrasound tech and the nurse just, uh, sometimes they overdiagnose. And my bonus mom, Sarah, went fucking off, dude. She went off because, you know, she may not be a surgeon or a peds or whatever, but she is in the medical field and she knows that if it is not like a hundred percent or you haven't ran the test multiple times that you don't fucking tell someone that they have a terminal illness, you know, it's just not appropriate. It's not okay. So I'm really thankful that they were there because they had our backs and were, and stuck up for us. And, you know, we were like, we should fucking sue you because your PA not only told us that she was a doctor when she wasn't, but she also told us to terminate our child, our perfectly healthy child, which mind you, if we would have terminated, we would have been missing out on this beautiful, light-eyed, just brightest kid in the world. I mean, he's already talking at six months. He's been crawling since four months. He's been sitting up since he was three months old. I mean, this kid is over the charts fucking smart and amazing and talented. And, you know, he's right. He may be a teensy-weensy bit small, which, mind you, also they told us uh, by the end of our pregnancy, that's why it was induced a week early, that he was going to be like a football player, that he was going to be like 10 pounds, and that's why it was so big. Um, well, newsflash, he was not, and spoiler alert, he was only six pounds, seven ounces. So, um, the induction, that is why it took so long. But anyway, that's what I'm actually going to leave this podcast on, because that is the kind of middle of what had happened. Honestly, the nausea had went away. I stopped smoking weed because I, you know, at that point I didn't need it anymore. It was more, um... Now I need to make sure that my baby is a hundred and fifty thousand percent safe and never going to get taken away from me. So, you know, I did stop smoking weed at 20 weeks um, or I guess 22 weeks because uh, let me tell you, after hearing that you have to terminate your 20 week old child, it's fucking hell, especially after I've had five miscarriages and we like I had a bump, you know, like everybody could tell that I was pregnant. So if we terminated everybody would know it there was no secrets there was no like oh well uh nobody knew i was pregnant anyway like no so that being said everybody out there if your doctor tells you that something is wrong with your child i am not saying that that doctor is wrong but what i am saying is you should get a second opinion because thank god that we did not that i was going to terminate anyway but the fact that we got a second opinion saved our marriage and thankfully um we have a beautiful six-month-old boy who is just all kinds of talkative, which is why you can hear him in the background every once in a while. Um, And our marriage has not been any stronger. I mean, it's literally gotten stronger every single day and every single milestone Alexander has. We get stronger as a couple and as parents and as individuals. So just anyone who's going through a hard time right now or anyone who may have a special needs child or has been told that your child has special needs, again, get a second opinion and hang in there and do whatever you need to do for your child, not for anyone else. Because again, if my husband and I would have split up, it wouldn't have been because we didn't love each other. It would have been because he wasn't prepared or ready to handle a special needs child. And I had no room 
for anybody else other than taking care of my son at that point. So I hope that all of you have a wonderful Messy Mom Bun Monday. And just know that if you, again, haven't heard the first episode, go back just one click. That is all it takes. And you can get started on the entire series from start to finish. I will be finishing the podcast in the last Monday of January. And that is when I will be doing my giveaway. It's actually going to be the first week of February. But either way, we're going to be doing a really dope-ass giveaway. And I am going to give you more details about it in the next episode. And uh, as far as this uh, story goes, it's real. This is not a bullshit story. And again, please, please, please get a second opinion. Please do. And just do what's best for you. Now, if that means that you specifically cannot handle a special needs child and you feel as though you need to abort, I am going to have a lot of people be, you know, totally against me on this. But if that's your prerogative, then then you have to do what's best for you and your sanity and your mental health because you can always have more children. But if you wind up offing yourself or your life goes in total flames and therefore the child ends up in the system and things like that, like you have to just, you have to do what's best for you. And again, I'm going to have a lot of moms who disagree with me and who think I'm a fucking monster because I'm pro-choice or whatever the fuck. Just remember, everybody has a choice. And as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, and not for selfish reasons, then I'm behind you 100%. Again, if anybody wants to be interviewed for my awesome Messy Mom Bun Monday podcast because they feel as though they have a story to tell or they are looking for an outlet to grow on and the first step is to tell their story, give me a shout at Messy Mom Bun Monday at gmail.com and I would love to hear from all of you and interview anyone who is you know, willing to tell me about their life and their motherhood and their real story. Thank you all so fucking much for hanging out with me and drinking your wine or smoking your fatty. I cannot wait to talk to you next week and have a fabulous messy mom bun Monday.